This is an audio-only version of the video series broadcast on YouTube. If you want to experience Me, Myself, and Die as it was originally intended, search for Me, Myself, and Die on YouTube, Facebook, or Rumble. Or go to www.memyselfanddie.com. All of the show's playlists, social media links, and other material can be found there. And now, Me, Myself, and Die. As it, you know, the, the voice of his grandfather is basically, you know, uh, uh, desperate to taste blood once again. And it's essentially shouting at Arn in his mind to grab the spear and kill this thing. Which, of course, Arn's thinking, <laughs> yeah, good idea, Gramps. Well, hello and welcome back once again to Me, Myself, and I. I am, as always, your erstwhile GM, player, and host, Trevor DeVal. Thanks so much for joining me, and as always, don't forget to hit like and subscribe, and if you want to support the show on Patreon, the link for that is below. And a special shout-out and thank you to all of my Patreon subscribers who have exploded over the past month, which is kind of cool. Thank you so much for that. And a special thank you to a couple of you, Jomaru, for posting a link on Reddit, which seems to have garnered a whole lot of attention, and and added like 700 subscribers or something to the channel, so thanks so much for that. And welcome to all of you new subscribers, yay! And also to Aaron Sago, who has done this really cool piece of software called Rollscape, which helps you keep track of your campaign online. It's it's designed for kind of this kind of stuff, but anyway, he's done a whole thing on season two of Me, Myself, and I and the uh, Adventures of Arn, so go check it out at the link below. Um, it's, it's pretty cool stuff, so thanks for putting that together. Okay, well, when last we uh, met, Arn had saved the town of Frostmoor from its plague, which was very cool, and had formed a bond with its people right before having been told of a sighting of the dragon, Thaugalos, heading off north to the Tempest Hills, or perhaps the Veiled Mountains beyond that, we're not entirely sure. But in order to get there, Arn has to go leave the deep wilds behind and enter the hinterlands. The hinterlands themselves are a very rugged place in uh, uh, the, the wilds of the Ironlands. There are more Ironlander settlements there than there were in the deep wilds, but it's also a place of strange beasts, large looming creatures, uh, rocky waterfalls cascading off of jagged cliffs, thick pine trees, uh, eventually making their way up the slopes to the, the, the hills of the, the Tempest Hills. So it's gonna be a bit of a trek to get there. But instead of doing just a simple journey, I'm going to treat this journey as a delve roll from the delve book. And those of you who don't have the delve book, you should check out the link below and you can grab it there because it's a very, very useful addition to Iron Sworn. The journey will take us through the hinterlands, which I have decided to make a wild tanglewood. It is a formidable delve, which is going to count, it's going to do double duty as a, as a journey. But a couple little caveats. First of all, for him to start on this journey, he's actually going to do an undertake a journey roll instead of a delve. So I'm kind of, kind of mixing a few little rules here, but it all works. And the other thing is that, unbeknownst to Arn, he is being hunted. And so I'm going to introduce a threat, again, a mechanic from the delve book. I'm going to introduce the threat to the delve overall. Normally you add a threat to a vow. This time I'm adding the threat to the delve. Basically, if the menace track overtakes Arn's progress on the delve, in other words, to get out of the hinterlands and, and to the other side, to the, the, the southern slopes of the, the Tempest Hills. If the menace track gets to the end before Arn does, 
then that which hunts him will overtake him. So that means that any time that he pays the price and it deals with a loss of time or anything like that, or any time he really makes camp or takes any kind of time whatsoever, that is going to advance the threat track, which is always very bad. So let's see what happens. We know that Arn is still in Frostmore. He has just established a bond with the people. And I think that before he sets out on his journey, he is going to do a sojourn because his spirit is high and his momentum is high, but his health is still at three and his supply is down to two. So he needs to build up his supply and recuperate a little longer. He can do a sojourn. He has a bond with them. So that's going to be great. So he's going to make that roll in a second. But what this also means is because Arn is being hunted and he is taking time, taking some time for himself, <laughs> that means the threat track is going to advance. So we go to our handy dandy delve book here. Advance a threat. When you give ground to a threat through inaction, failure, or delay. Well, we're starting big, baby, right out of the gate. Boom. 35. Oh, the threat works subtly to advance towards its goal or the danger escalates. Mark menace. Before he even leaves, he's sojourning in the town of Frostmore, and unbeknownst to him, the threat that is tracking him has found his location and is on its way now to him. Well, off to a glorious start. <laughs> but in the meantime, Arn is sojourning with the people of Frostmore. Mostly, as I said, to heal himself up, to, to garner supplies. This is easy to do now, or easier to do now, because he has formed a bond with them. The people of Frostmore are emerging out of their palsy, out of their plague, and every day, more and more people emerge from the Outer Isles, coming over on their boats, free of the plague. Their, their faces no longer twisted and distorted by the, the, the racking of their muscles from this, this palsy. There are many tearful reunions as people embrace each other. They're able to finally hug each other as they're no longer uh, contagious. Boy, that sounds very familiar to you to a certain year in our own world. Huh, weird. Oh well, this isn't a current events show. <laughs> He's going to make his sojourn plus four, but because he has a bond, it's going to be plus five. Woo, plus five. Sojourn with the people. Oh, okay. Well, that's only a weak hit. Plus five is, makes that six. So it's only a weak hit. You choose one of the things, but if you share a bond, you can choose one more. So I can choose two things which is great. And I also have the option on a sojourn of, of pushing my luck, basically, but we'll see, first of all, provision. So he's gonna take plus two supply, and because of his bond with the people, he can choose one more. Recuperate, which means he goes up to plus four. Arn's maximum is plus four because of his maimed leg. Yeah, you know what? I am. I'm gonna push my luck on the supply roll. So you can roll plus hard again, and I share a bond. So this is another plus five. Plus five is 10, ooh, but a 10, so it's another weak hit. So basically he's able to, to bump his supply up to the max. So over the next week, we'll say, he reprovisions his food, his arrows, mends his armor, sharpens his sword, fabricates more arrows, all of these things. And he's, you, he's, he's, he's able to use that time to heal as well as he, I think he's given, um, I think he's given lodging in someone's home. He no longer has to sleep in the boathouse because he's basically saved the, the people. I think they're very, very grateful to him. So he spends a week recuperating and, and, and upping his supply. However, unbeknownst to him, the threat that is tracking him has gained his scent and is now on the way to find Arn Galapunki. As he sets out from 
Frostmore, heading north, his only hint, the words of the hunter who told him that the winged beast was flying ever northward towards a line of low hills, which are the Tempest Hills on the far side of the hinterlands. But in order to get there, Arn must cross the hinterlands, which is going to be our delve. So as he sets off on his journey, he is a wayfinder, which means he undertakes a journey. And again, as I said, I'm rolling undertake a journey as the first step on this delve. Uh, this is a formidable journey, formidable delve, plus wits, but he has a bond. So this is gonna be a plus three. Oh, oh, well, lucky, very, very lucky. Uh, four is a strong hit. First of all, he's gonna he's gonna go up to plus nine momentum because of Wayfinder. This is essentially the first successful delve roll as well. Traverse the hinterlands. He's got one. He sets out from Frostmore along the river, heading north. The river winds its way, gradually becoming more and more narrow, because as the land rises, it becomes more jagged and rocky. He finds his way uh, slowed by having to traverse a bunch of little mini cliff sides and ledges and, and uh, scramble up hard rock faces and such. He makes good progress. Nothing untoward befalls him, but he has definitely left the deep wilds behind, which means that he sees more and more of the sky now. And it is a, it is a, a cold, icy blue sky that every now and then gets choked with the gray of snow, threatening, but, but never quite falls. Winter is coming. Winter is coming. But uh, uh, it has not exactly arrived here. The days go by. Arn follows the river as far north as he can. But finally, he comes to an area. What does he come across? He comes across hunting ground or watering hole. He's had a couple days of easy travel. I don't think he has any reason at this point to be particularly suspicious of anything, so he's not going to roll shadow to do it. I think he's basically, I think he's trying to get north as fast as possible. So he'll be exploring this area, this watering hole or hunting ground with edge. So he's rolling plus three and he rolls an eight, which is a strong hit. You mark progress and find an opportunity. Great. So he marks progress. What is the opportunity he finds here at this hunting ground or watering hole? I can choose because I rolled a strong hit, but I'm not gonna, I'm just gonna roll. I like to be surprised. You were alerted to a potential threat. Well, that makes sense. This is a hunting ground of some kind of creature, I'm gonna guess. And he's alerted to the potential threat because as he's moving through the rocky kind of glade beside the narrowing river, he's, he stumbles across a large number of bones. And as he sort of gives the bones a quick once over, they're animal bones, animals of a great size though. You know, he's looking at deer, stag, elk, that kind of thing, but they seem to be rather large specimens of their species. But as he looks at the bones, he can tell that whatever gnawed the, the meat off these bones was something with incredibly large incisors. So he knows now, okay, there's something around here that uses this area as a hunting ground. Luckily, it's an opportunity, so it's not here. So he is able to just kind of clock that and continue on. It takes him, I think, a full day to, to skirt the edge of the hunting grounds and continue his way north. He's done very well so far, so he's not getting lost, he, anything like that. Uh, the river is still on his left. He can still follow it north. He can still see the, the long, low line of shadow that is the Tempest Hills far, far, far in the distance and beyond that, the Veiled Mountains. A day or two later, he comes across. 36. A dense thicket. So. The woods by the trees become very, very, very thick, and he has to very carefully pluck his way 
through the woods in order to make good time. Now he knows that there was a large predator of some sort around this area because he just went through its hunting ground. So he's gonna be a little careful this time. He is going to use shadow to traverse this area. Shadow is three and he rolls, oh no, he rolls a miss. So reveal a danger with shadow. It could be, it could be the big predator, who knows. Reveal a danger, and it's gonna be 41, which means check the domain card, the domain of Tanglewood, 41. The path leads you astray. Okay, well, we know what this means. The river basically vanishes. He comes to the headwaters of this river. He comes to uh, uh, a a large cliff where the the river is emerging out of what must be an underground waterway of some sort, and basically loses the river because that's it. He's come to the, the, the end of it. But the, the woods around this river and the, and, the, and the cave from which this river flows are really, really, really thick to the point where he winds up kind of getting turned around quite a bit. Without the river to navigate by, he winds up heading way more east than he thought. So what that means is it takes, it delays him and therefore the threat is going to advance. We roll a 69. Threat works subtly to advance. Mark Menace, the Menace track continues. The Menace is now at two, equal to his progress. So whatever is hunting Arn is keeping pace with him. So he continues, and as he finally writes himself in his course, what does he come across? He comes across an overgrown path. Okay, I think he's lost time, so he needs to try and regain that time he's gonna roll. So he's gonna go with haste, which means he's going to roll edge. Three is gonna be five. Oh no. Well, that is a miss on a match. Okay, that's bad. Reveal a danger. What is the danger? And it's a match, so it's bad. It's not double tens. That would be the worst possible thing. It is 14. A denizen wields unexpected abilities. (laughs) Okay. Because of the match, I'm gonna advance the threat. And I get... Oh no, the threat makes a dramatic and immediate move. Mark Menace twice. Oh boy. A denizen wields unexpected abilities. I, I think there's a very good chance that the denizen that wields unexpected abilities is the thing whose hunting ground Arn recently came through. I'm gonna ask the Oracle on that one. A likely uh, odd. So 26, 26 or greater, and it is. It is not, in fact, the thing that was using the hunting grounds. Wields unexpected abilities. What is the nature of these unexpected abilities? 68, restore, 62, family. Wields unexpected abilities, restore family. Okay, Arn is making his way across this dense thicket. As he's pushing his way through the dense bracken and branches and leaves and everything getting in his way, he's got a hatchet basically with him and he's he's hacking his way through this overgrown path. But as he does so, his axe suddenly gets stuck and he kind of yanks it back and as he pulls it back he can see that the axe is covered in this thin almost white gossamer and as he kind of looks at it he sees that this thin strands of these these thin strands of gossamer are clinging to the axe and have sort of they're kind of wrapped around some of the the tree bits and now they're they stuck fast to the axe, when he kind of pulls his axe and he manages to free it from these sticky webs, you might call them, but it causes him to stumble backwards and he crashes through some branches and he lands with a thud on the ground on his back. And as he looks around, 
He can see these strange oblong rocks everywhere. He takes a closer look and he sees that the one of these oblong rocks is moving, moving back and forth with rapidly gaining speed. It's quivering on them. And he kind of scrambles backward, trying to get to his feet. And as, as he does that, he can see that there's, oh, there's probably 10 or 15 of these oblong rocks sort of stuck into little uh, crevices and cracks in the rocks and between the, the trees and the, any, any sort of space. And as he looks up, he can see that the sky, which he took to be white, choked with snow, the sky that he's looking at is not, in fact, white at all because it's not the sky he's seeing. It is the underside of a gargantuan sprawl of webbing. And as he looks behind him at the, this rock that he's just disturbed, its top bursts open and crawling forth from it is an eight-legged black and green spider about the size of his hand. And it looks at him with its many, many, many eyes and Arn uh, scrambles back trying to get to his feet. And he looks around and he can see the other, the other egg that was quivering, it too bursts open. And then another one and another one. It's almost like a chain reaction as all of these eggs are beginning to burst open and these long black and green hairy legs are making their way out of the opening and beginning to pull themselves from the eggs, being birthed and emerging from the eggs. And at that moment, there is a shadow that passes over the sky. And he looks up and he realizes that what is causing the shadow is the gargantuan bulk of the harrow spider that is making its way down towards him right now to protect its family that it had been busy restoring by laying all of these eggs. <laughs> he sees this thing. Unfortunately, he's taken completely by surprise for this. So as he looks up and he sees this gargantuan eight-legged beast coming down towards him, it is an enter the fray roll. And he has to roll with wits because he is basically being ambushed here. Plus wits, plus two. Here we go. He rolls a six, which is a strong hit. Thankfully, thankfully, he rolls a strong hit on into the fray. Two plus two momentum, so it puts him up to ten because that's as much that's as much as you can get. Somehow he has initiative as this thing. He, I think, he rolls out of the way, lurches to his feet, and grabs his bow and fires a barrage of arrows at this beast as it comes down towards him. He looks up and he can see that this spider, which he thought was in fact leaping on him is not leaping. It's in fact very quickly descending on a long, thin strand of webbing, its rear legs chattering away on the line to keep it steady as its mandibles are snapping and its, its forelegs extend to try and get it on. But he has initiative somehow, amazingly, no time to aim or anything like this. He has got to fire. He's going to reduce his supply to four using his archer talent to fire a barrage of arrows at this thing as it comes down to. Plus edge is three. He rolls... A six. Oh no, it's a miss. <laughs> oh no, it's a miss. But he can re-roll any dice. So I'm gonna do that because he used his combat talent. Reroll any dice. Uh, should I re-roll that too? Six is pretty good. Mm, mm, actually, just an average. I gotta keep it. I'm just gonna re-roll the challenge dice. Oh no, <laughs> exact same result. Oh no, so it's a miss. He fires a barrage of arrows, but he's, he's still trying to get to his feet, so the arrows sail past the spider. Some of them actually hit, but sink deep into the rubbery flesh of the spider, doing no appreciable damage whatsoever. Well, he loses initiative and he must pay the price. The thing is still coming down, and this this is all I have. I don't have a spider mini, unfortunately, so I'm using it as a Tyranid from 40k, uh, unpainted, yeah. Really high-end stuff here on Me, Myself, and Die. Uh, <laughs>
<laughs> unpainted miniature from a totally different game line, whatever. The price is, as he's firing, the erupting young spiders from behind him scuttle and scurry their way up his back, looking for any chinks in his leather armor to sink their fangs into his bare flesh, and they do. They are young, they're not the big spider, so he's gonna take one damage from that, which puts him down to health three. That is the price he pays, but he does have to roll uh, an endure harm. So he's rolling plus three to endure the harm for this. He rolls eight, which is a weak hit on an, uh, so you press on, okay. So ah, he cries out in pain as he feels these hideous little hairy legs scuttling all over him and he's freaking out here. Ah! He's lost the initiative, which means that the thing comes crashing down on him. He can no longer shoot at this thing. He has to try and pull his spear out. Here's the thing. He's completely taken by surprise. Also, he's freaking out by these little spiders coming, coming you know, biting him in the, on the neck and in the back. There's big massive things coming down here, so here's the deal. I think in order for him to even get his spear out in time, he has to face danger. He has to face danger using edge. He's gotta get it out in time. Does he get his spear out in time? Uh, five is a weak hit. Yes, but there's a troublesome cost. Endure stress is, uh, his spirit goes down to four. He must endure stress, that makes perfect sense. Mental shock, oh my God. He's gonna roll plus uh, four to this. How does it go? Oh yeah, like a god, 10, strong hit. Suffer minus one momentum in exchange for one spirit, I'll do that. So his momentum goes down to nine, his spirit goes up to five again. So he is able to shake it off and grab his spear just in time as this massive hero spider comes careening down before him. He strikes, but he's rolling a clash now instead of a strike because the foe has initiative at close quarters, plus iron. Ooh, this is not very good. Arn is not particularly good at this. He drives the spear forward, ah, trying to stop this thing. Oh no, it's a miss. It's a miss. You're outmatched and must pay the price, unfortunately. Well, the price, the foe still has initiative. He goes to stab it, but this thing is moving way too fast. It collapses on him and sinks its sizable mandibles right into his, his shoulder, basically slicing through his leather armor like butter, nothing, just And he is going to take two damage, which means he goes down to health one from that. Blood bursts forward from the wound and perhaps poison. Denizen wields unexpected abilities. Yeah, this thing has poison for sure. He's got to endure harm for this. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Plus two, plus two is seven. This is a weak hit. So he presses on, no further damage from that, but the creature has special abilities, the poison is in him, poisoned. I think as he's doing this as well, he begins to hear the mad whispering of this lady coming from the spear once again, as it, you know, the, the voice of his grandfather is basically, you know, uh, uh, desperate to taste blood once again, and it's essentially shouting at Arn in his mind to grab the spear and kill this thing, which of course Arn's thinking, <laughs> yeah, good idea, Gramps. Uh, <laughs> the thing still has initiative. Uh, I have a feeling it's gonna try and spin him up in a web. It's almost certain. So 11 or more is a yes, it begins to spin it, yes. So Arn now has to, ah, he's got, he can feel the poison like an icy dagger running through his veins. And he's really, really badly hurt, but he's gonna try and face danger to deal with the fact that this thing now is beginning to try and wrap him up, spin him up in a silken cocoon. 
speed, agility, precision. Now this thing's got it pinned. He has to roll iron. It's got to be iron. This is a strength endurance to basically try and just push the thing off him just enough for him to be able to roll out of the way before it can begin to spin. It's webbing on him. Face danger, iron. Oh boy, Arn is ter terrible at this. Four. Okay, here's the thing. He's got a weak hit on face danger. He would succeed with a cost, or I could burn momentum and get a strong hit. But if I burn momentum, I'm down to two. Is it worth it to burn momentum here? I don't think it is. So he succeeds. He's able to roll out of the way and not get cocooned immediately by this thing. But uh, he is going to be delayed, lose advantage, or face new danger. He's going to face advantage, so his momentum does go down to eight. He's trying to get to his feet, but he can't quite get there. He got a weak hit, which means the spider still has initiative. So he's rolled out of the way over here, sort of his back against this wall. The spider flips around on its eight legs and lurches at him, its mandibles snapping together like a two axes, clanging. I think he has to try and dodge out of the way and get to a vantage point. This is still face danger, but this time it's gonna be with speed and agility. So this is plus edge, plus edge. There we go, that's a nine. That is a strong hit, face danger. Successful take, plus one momentum. So he manages to get himself to a good vantage point, evading the creature as it goes careening into this rock face, its mandibles slashing at the rocks, splintering a, a side of the rock face, a side of the rock face into, into a, you know, a flurry of uh, stone bits as they go cascading down into the ground. And now he has the initiative. Well, he's got the spear in his hand. Oh, he goes charging in, using, listening now to Vesleydi. Get it, get it, get it, get it. Yes, I know, I know this lady, I know. <laughs> he launches himself ah, at the spider with the spear. Trying to kill it with his spear. And he is going to use blade bound. He's going to try and inflict savage harm on this thing. So he's gonna add plus one to his strike. Uh, is plus iron, uh, but he's got plus with plus three. He's gonna roll a five, which is a weak hit. Inflict your harm and lose initiative, but blade bound. He inflicts four harm and then has to endure stress and lose initiative. So he inflicts four harm. If he, if he burns momentum on that, he can't, he's got nine momentum. He's gonna do it. He's gonna burn momentum. He goes down to two. That kills that die, which basically means that turns into a strong hit on strike. You inflict plus one harm. That's another harm. That's another two boxes. The thing, oh, this is perfect. Yeah, that was a perfect use of that because the thing is now at full boxes and because it's a strong hit, he can choose to end the fight. This is, he can't get 10. He can't get 10. The thing's at 10 boxes. Yes! And he drives the spear deep into the creature. It shrieks in a high-pitched squeal. Somehow, giant spiders have vocal cords now, apparently. But they do, and it falls on its back, writhing and thrashing, its legs spasming as the, the muscles are contracting in death. All of the little young spiders scatter. Are now pulls the spear from the bloated body of this dying spider, but... He's got poison in him and he must endure the stress for using Bladebound, which means his spirit now goes down to three and he must endure stress. This is a dangerous weapon to use. So costly, mad Visleedy. You demand much, Visleedy, you demand much. Oh, and he's battle scarred. So when you endure stress plus heart, take plus one momentum on a strong hit. So if he gets a strong hit on this, which he will because he's got 10 and it's double sixes, double sixes. So he will gain a momentum, so he'll go up to three momentum. He gets a strong hit on Endure Stress. 
he's going to shake it off. So he's suffer one momentum in exchange for one spirit. So his momentum goes back down to two. His spirit will go up to four. So Visleti is quieted for the moment. But as Arn is wiping off the the sickly greenish ichor that that passes for blood for this from this massive hero spider, he feels this again. This this icy sensation of the poison coursing through his vein. But on endure stress, he got a double sixes. So Arn because he is, we've established that he knows thing or, a thing or two about uh, about herbs and stuff. He scans the area and immediately sees a couple of different herbs that he knows if he grabs and mashes them up into a paste and immediately ingests that as a paste and maybe, you know, applies some of the, the paste to the wound and puts a bandage on it, that that will nullify the poison. Because he's got the matches on that strong hit, I'm gonna say that that happens and he is able to neutralize the poison in his system. So he leaves as quick as he can. Now he's down to one health. He, he's got spider bites everywhere, but these aren't little tiny spider bites. These are gargantuan, giant mandible gouges out of his flesh and his sort of armor hanging half flapped open now because it's been ripped asunder. He goes off a short distance and does a heal move. God, he's got to try and pull out his bandage kits and try and uh, heal himself up. He's rolling a plus two and he'll, oh, he has eight. Well, that is a weak hit. He he gets up to two health, so he's up to plus three health, but it takes a lot of his supply to do that. He's got to use up some of his vital healing supplies, basically, in order to neutralize this poison. He has got to continue on. He is only a little tiny bit. He's only a, like a fifth of the way through the hinterlands. What is the next area he comes to? What is the next feature? Something unusual or unexpected. That could be anything. So I'm gonna roll on it. 77. Secure, 44, faction. Oh, I know what this is. This is a couple days later, by the way, as he, you know, emerges from the, the thickest uh, part of the, these woods and now he can see ahead of him now this this long vista. There's I think there's a, there's a large uh, stony uh, cliff ahead of him uh, across a small valley and at the base of that cliff ahead of them, he can see this longhouse. Smoke rises out of the chimney. The longhouse is surrounded by a large wooden defensive palisade as well as a low stone wall. It looks like a very well defensible uh, place. The longhouse is, is uh, clearly of human construction, of Ironlander construction. He can tell that right away just by looking at it. Got a thatched roof. It's a typical kind of Ironlander longhouse. The forest around this longhouse has been cleared. And as he, as he looks, he can see that the stumps have all been cut. So right away he thinks, oh, I bet you these are loggers. I bet you this is a human woodsman camp, basically. He doesn't know anything about these people. Just because he sees an Ironlander settlement doesn't mean these people aren't bandits who happen to cut down a bunch of trees. He's assuming that these are woodsmen. He could be totally wrong. And in order to make sure he's not wrong, he's going to very carefully and stealthily approach. Plus three, nine. Well, it's a weak hit. Roll on the following table according to your stats. So he's rolling on the Delve the Depths. Shadow. What happens? What is this? 43. Mark progress. Great. As it turns out, they're not bandits at all. They are in fact woodsmen. And as he sneaks his way up, he sort of looks over the wall and he can see a family there. He can see children playing. Watched over by a big burly, probably older brother of the young children, who's armed with a, a, a wicked looking ax. He moves back a bit, makes himself visible to the, to the watchman basically, and calls out. Hail friend, my name is Arn. 
I am by myself out here. I am looking for a place to rest for a day or two. Might I avail myself of your hospitality? He marks progress. He didn't find an opportunity, nor did he reveal a danger. So I don't think that this encounter with the this woodsman family is going to avail him much in terms of... It's not going to give him any new information, but it's also not going to set him back. So over the next day, he stays with, the, with the, this family, eats their broth, rests in their stables, basically. This is basically going to allow him uh, uh, a make camp roll. So he rolls plus supplies, supplies at three. He rolls an eight, which is a weak hit. Well, I think that he's going to recuperate his health. You know what? Yeah, he's taking time. He's taking time to recuperate. We have to roll in the menace track. Because while Arn is resting and trying to heal from the spider wounds, that which hunts him. Oh, there is no rest for that which hunts him. That's threat, oh no! Mark Menace twice! While Arn is spending a day tending his wounds with this perfectly lovely family of woodsmen here in the hinterlands, but in that day, unbeknownst to Arn, that which hunts him has picked up on his track. That which hunts him has discovered the site of the battle and has discovered the dead spider. Mm. Hot on his heels. Arn is going to continue on, for he only has three progress. What is the next area he comes to after he leaves the family behind? What are the features? 57. A waterway. He comes back across a river. Because this longhouse was at the base of a cliff, I think the waterway is a roaring waterfall he can see just like half a mile off to the northeast, cascading over this cliff. And as he makes his way towards that cliff, he knows he has to scale his way up. Now, it looks like there's a number of rough stones, perhaps even a stone stairway of sort, cut into the side of the cliff that goes up on a parallel track beside the waterfall as it cascades down. But he knows that if he gets to the top of that cliff, he'll be able to follow the river north for as long as the river goes north, and this might take him directly into the heart of the hills, for all he knows. So he's going to do that, but how is he going to do that? He has to be very careful, because as he's ascending the cliff, he's got to be, he's got to use his wits to do this, which is plus two, plus two wits. Oh, 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 double sevens on a strong hit, mark progress, and find an opportunity. I'm just gonna make this easy and say that those doubles means that he makes tremendous progress when he finally does get to the top of that waterfall. The, the river goes almost straight as an arrow north, directly towards the hills. So this is gonna count for another box on his track. So he is now at five, but he finds an opportunity. What is the opportunity he finds at the, at the, at the, the, the base of this cascading waterfall, or perhaps at the very top. What is the opportunity he finds? 61. A clue offers insider direction. Well, we already have direction, quite literally. That direction is going due north, so that, that ties in with that match. He ascends carefully, but he makes his way up to the very top of the cliff. Now, this means that the threat track is only one ahead of him. He has made his way roughly halfway through the hinterlands over the course of the last week or so. He's got to get the rest of the way before that which hunts him, that which tracks him, that which even now follows him and is gaining on him, finds him. And when it does, 
there will be a price to pay. There is always a price to pay here on Me, Myself and Die using the Iron Sworn rules. In fact, using any rules. And we will have to find what that potential price is together next time. Thank you so much for joining me here once again. A big shout out to all of the, uh, the new subscribers that have joined us and as well to my patrons. Uh, I, I thank you so much. You guys really make this easier for me to do with your show of support. Um, mwah, mwah, mwah. I love you all. Thank you so much. Don't forget to hit like and subscribe and um, we will see you next time on me, myself and die.